Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 12, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're going to take a look at the daily chart. What jumps off the page on the daily chart? We'll discuss that. Then we're going to go down to some other charts. And there are a couple of things that jump off the page on other charts. We're going to make the case, both the bull case and the bear case. We're going to do a Ben Franklin. We're going to list the pros and the cons on the side of the page, if you will. That's hypothetically. You can do that with a pen and a paper. We're going to list down all the things on the bull case, on the bear case, and then we're going to lay it out there and we'll see what happens. And what happens is in real time, for example, tomorrow and today and any other day, inside the numbers members will get the commentary in real time based on whether the market is going down the path of the bull or the bear case. That's the benefit of inside the numbers. So let's start with this daily chart, what jumps off the page? Well, there's really been no change from yesterday. Essentially, the market closed where it closed yesterday, again today. Therefore, there was some intraday activity, but all in all, there's no change. So what's the market doing? It's eating time off the clock near the all-time highs. Nothing more, nothing less. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. Does that mean the market can't come down? Of course not. The market can always go in either direction any day of the week. And in this particular case, while the market's eating time off the clock, essentially building energy for another push higher, eventually at highs, when the market does this, one of those times will be a failure. We don't know whether it's this time or not. We're just having an awareness type of moment. That's in concert with the conversation we had yesterday, which is, quote unquote, we're looking for a top. We're in the time zone where we're looking for a top. It could take a few weeks, but we're looking for a top. For example, today's activity, the market came down and tested an important spot. What was that spot? Well, here's the low from when the market essentially broke out or gapped up the other day, and the low is 275.91. What's the low today? 276.36. So they've come pretty close to what's also known as a gap window. It's the window into the space that they would go called no man's land, as I like to call it, where they would then go fill the gap. Gap window, gap fill. So how do we read this? Well, we know one thing, and this is one of those things that we're going to build the case for both the bull and the bear case. And the bear case, if in fact they came back down to run a test of the same general area on Wednesday, that wouldn't be the same. It would be a weaker type of situation for the market because they already ran a test of that area today. Therefore, if they were coming down into that zone tomorrow, it would really open the door, not a guarantee of course, but it would open the door that if they got below, and what I'm talking about is getting below this low here, 375.91, it would then open the door to go fill the gap. What's the gap? The official close would be 373.55. Again, doesn't mean they're going to come all the way down to the gap in one shot. It just opens the door and we take it from there. There's another spot that's important. 
So I want to talk about this for a moment, and then this is going to come into play when we look at other charts. So we're going to put an important number on the chart. What is that number and why? 375.45. Now, it's in the same general zone as the last number we discussed, so all in all, they've kind of run a test of this area. Not officially, they didn't really do it, but they ran a test, or at least they attempted to run a test. But here's the thing. So this is a big breakdown candle. Fair enough. So what do we do with that? Well, we know that markets like to test the highs of breakdown candles. What we also know is if, in fact, the market closes above the high of the breakdown candle, the same energy that's normally released, in this case, in the southern direction, is then released in the northern direction. So that began to happen. We can't say whether the total energy was or was not released as of yet, but all in all, we know this is a breakout area, 375.45. So we want to be aware of that number. What do we see when we go down to some other charts around that number? What about the 240 chart? Well, nothing special on the 240 chart. Same general idea, only we have a 20-period moving average right underneath the 375.45 area. Interesting. It's of note. We need to put it in the awareness column for if, in fact, the market is coming down to that general area, we begin to assemble a full stack of reasons why the market may find support at that area. And then in real time, inside the numbers, we have those decisions available. 120-minute chart, same routine. We have this spot, but what's around that spot? That's what we're most interested in. Well, we have a gap. We know about the gap. Here's a gap on the 120-minute chart, and we're going to use the number of 374.20. Interestingly enough, right below 374.20 is 373.79 as of today. That's the 50-period moving average on the 120-minute chart. You start to see why we look at a multitude of charts. You're going to see something different depending on what chart you're looking at. It either supports or negates a particular case that you're building, whether the market's bullish or bearish, looking for support or resistance. Whatever your intentions are, you have to look at a multitude of charts to get the full and complete picture. Hourly chart. Here's a 50-period moving average right around the same spot, slightly above 375.45. Then we have the gap underneath. Remember, here's the where the market broke out of. The high is 375.45. It's the same number. So the market broke out from there, and it has yet to run an official test of the same number. That's why I'm zeroed in on that number. Why is that? Because markets love to come back and check in at former breakout and former breakdown areas. Where have you heard that before? Right here, about a thousand times. What's the flip side of all this? While we're on the hourly chart, we should make mention that as long as the market stays inside of this breakup candle low at 375.91 on hourly closes, and they ran the test of it today, close enough, they didn't get all the way down there, but close enough, as long as they stay above that number, then this is a bullish pattern building energy for another move higher. So for example, on Wednesday, staying above that number, it's really in a bullish position. Getting hourly below that number, closing candles, and then an hourly candle below that number, different story. I'm going to go back to the 120-minute chart for a moment, and we're going to do another little lesson learned. I would get out your sticky pad. 
Let's look objectively at what happened based on the things that I teach. When I teach stuff, the only thing that I care about is when I teach something, is it visible on the chart? Can you double check the work? And can you find where that either works the majority of the time or doesn't work the majority of the time? So here's a case in point. We talk about breakup candles. We talk about breakup candle low. So here's a breakup candle. This is not the same one we just looked at, but here's another one. This is a smaller one. It's inside of the other one. So this is a breakup candle low at 377.72. What happened earlier today? They ran a test of the breakup candle low. They spiked it pretty good, but when they're spiking it, they're always headed to a destination. Can you identify the highest probability destination in this case? If you're looking at the 120 minute chart and this did not occur yet and you said, hey, if they break below this low, where are they going? Well, there's two things. A, there's a next pivot right here. And then there's the next breakup candle low right here. And that's where they went. They basically went in between the two close enough to the next breakup candle low. That's the way the market works. That's why I teach this over and over and over again. New topic, same topic inside the numbers. So here's the pre-market commentary. It's turnaround Tuesday. Therefore, it's a wake up green type of morning with the major indices trading higher at zero dark 30 AM this morning, 3,800. They're still hanging around the big fat round number of ES 3,800. It's still important to the market. We'll come back to stocks on the move in a few moments. Let's go to the early thoughts. There's really a couple of highlights that I want to go through inside the numbers. Well, after that, what I'll do is let you read the notes, pause the video, I'll scroll ahead accordingly and let you double check the work. Overnight, the market was basically a floater. Since they're hanging around the big fat psychological number of 3,800, we can infer the following. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. What's the number that becomes the line in the sand where the bulls lose control? Keep in mind, this is 8 o'clock, 8.30, 8.15 in the morning. At present, it's SPY 377.72. Okay, let's think about that for a second. Here we go. Right at the vertical, today's activity, SPY five-minute chart. Here it is. What's the low over here at 9.55 in the morning? 377.75. What did they do? They ran a test. It pays to know your numbers. What else we got? The flip side is the bull case. What's the number the bulls will try and open above or get above after the open? How about... SPY 379.75. Same five-minute chart. The top line is, in fact, 379.75. These numbers are provided long before the market opens for business. It's no different than the stocks on the move, gap trades, all the same stuff. If you know your numbers and you know how to get your numbers, you can do it before the opening bell. This way, you show up in uniform ready to go and when the market is doing the thing that looks like it's running to a number that you know to be important for one reason or another at least you have an idea of what's going on and whatever the case is depending on the hypothetical situation you can take action accordingly know your numbers ahead of time don't be surprised when the market goes to a number the number was a destination obviously those were the couple of highlights i urge you to pause the video 
and double check the work. Read the notes, go back to the chart, pick out the numbers, write them down on a sticky note, go back to the charts and see what happened. Let's get going as the morning gets underway and you know the numbers, 379.75, that's the gateway to higher numbers. By the way, this is interesting of note, and I noticed this obviously a little before 9.49 in the morning, Nothing to hang our hat on just yet, but we should be aware the IWM is diverging yet again, pushing up to challenge the recent highs. Either the decline in the SPY will be short-lived or the IWM will turn around. We don't know yet, but watching for signs either way. So what that really was, was a little bit of writing on the wall that are we likely to fall apart in the S&P 500 while the IWM is screaming higher? And by the way, the transports were up as well. The financials were up as well. When all that's taking place, is it likely or unlikely that the S&P is going to fall apart? Well, it's unlikely. It can happen. It's just in the unlikely camp using the 80-20 rule. It's just unlikely the majority of the time. That would be the duck moving right along. Let's move along. I urge you to pause the video, double check the work, read the notes, go back to the charts. Let's scroll up a little bit and see what other numbers come out of the woodwork. Let's see where that information actually is. There's a little lesson going on, little trade school 101 with a chart, understanding breakup candle lows, running a test, all that stuff. It's important to stay sharp. If there's something to discuss that I think where a picture is like a thousand words where there's reason to put a picture up on the board of a chart, then I do it. And what do we have? Last night, we discussed running tests of the breakup candle low. So you see how this all comes together. The stuff we discuss at night is meant for a reason because it's likely to happen during the trading day. How you doing? Let's move along a little bit. Stays quiet as we get into the late morning, into lunchtime. I want you to pay attention to something interesting here. We'll start at the middle because the point is lower. If they do that, 380.50 is on the table first. Below, meaning if they're going the other way, 378.75 and the bears run for the lows of the day or lower. If they do that, 376.85 is on the table and support. You've got the entire schematic for now. Now I'm going to lunch. So we scroll up a little bit and you see the 12.05 post, 376.85 is still the target on the failure should be a bounce around that spot. I'm telling you, it's support. Now, where's the lower trend line? 376.85. We were talking about it when the market was all the way up here. 376.85 was going to be support and a target. Apples. How do you like them apples? Moving right along. We had some traders that took advantage of that situation. You can read that for yourself. Oh, and by the way, well, here's another one. 378.35 is resistance. Closing candles above opens the door for a test of 379 or more. And then there's our 379. Should be resistance for a while. If not, they'll run up to 379.75 or higher. Now the top line is dropped to 379. And you can see that was in fact resistance. They spiked it a couple of times by 40 or 50 cents, but couldn't really sustain anything over that all afternoon and that'll take us into the end of the day you can pause the video read the notes for yourself the bottom line is you have to know your numbers if you're active at all during the trading day then this is something that can benefit you if you're trafficking in the spy s p 500 options leveraged exchange traded funds trading at long trading at short 
Either way, the numbers are here for the taking. Stocks on the move. Very thin this morning. We're at the front end of earnings season. They're going to start to come fast and furious. We call this the calm before the storm. Two on the board this morning, BSX and Zoom. So let's take a look. Only one hit its number, BSX, so we'll take a look at the chart. How you doing? Stock was on the move this morning, but it isn't anywhere near 34.58. It was up here, but we had a number on the board bright and early, 34.58. That was the number that I was willing to participate in BSX. So where was the low of day? 34.58. The rest you could see for yourself. I want to point something out. Here's an hourly chart. Very simple stuff. This was a gap. They filled the gap and they bounced away. Did they have to bounce away? Could they have went slightly lower? Did they have to do it immediately? No, but they did. So we don't know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride right away, which ones are going to take a little bit longer, but the number was the number. The support was the support. It wasn't rocket science. It was a simple gap fill. But here's the interesting piece of information. Let's take a look at this gap right here. So we've got a price of $34.92. Not that far away from $34.58, but the question is, why not that price? Why wasn't that the gap that was on the board, or at least one of two spots or three spots? Same rules apply no matter what we're talking about. Look at this candle here. What was the low? $35.03. Then they had a tremendous rally away. Now they're coming back down. They came too close to this gap. I don't want it anymore. Maybe they would have bounced at that gap and it would have become a no trade. That's okay. I didn't want that gap. I wanted the better price. Only take the trades at the numbers we want to take the trades at, not somebody else's number. It's part art form, part science, a combination of both. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, new highs are what's going on. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. There's no new information that we can hang our hat on or derive from this chart. It's just in a simple uptrend grinding higher. End of story. Move it along. Do we have the same or a different picture with the folks down at the transportation department? The answer is it's the same essentially as the IWM making new highs. They have played out a bearish flaggish pattern to the downside found support, and now ripped up 700 points in a matter of days. Here's the weekly chart, new highs, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. There's nothing to do on this chart other than it's a grind higher. At some point in time, they'll put in a sign and signal of a trend change. We don't have it now. You let it go. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? How come they're not making new highs? That's a good question, somewhat of a divergence from the IWM and the transports. The question that we need to ask is, is this a rope-a-dope, meaning the transports and the IWM are going to turn around and catch up to other markets that are not making new highs, or the markets that are not making new highs, are they going to catch up to the transports and the IWM? And oh, by the way, we're going to take a look at the XLF in a moment. That's also screaming higher. It's interesting, and at present, we're going to use, basically, it's the 20-period moving average, but really, this low here at 310 and a quarter as a line in the sand, a secondary line in the sand will be the gap fill, and then the final line in the sand is the same 30350 that we've been watching for a long time. Above all the moving averages, no problem with this chart. The trend is your friend until it's not.
XLF, 30 bucks was the target. They've passed the target, they're keep going. And as you can see from the weekly chart, the former high was 31.38. They didn't close up there today, but they did make a new high. The high was 31.49. They closed right inside that 31.34. They could have closed at a new high, but they didn't. That's just the way the market works. Anything bearish on this weekly chart? No. Is it overextended if there is such a thing? Yes, it is. Is there a measurement tool for that? No, you can't find it anywhere. Not at Joe's Indicator Shop, not on a Protractor, nowhere. Overbought, oversold conditions are a figment of imagination until the market turns because a market can stay overbought or oversold indefinitely. Carbon copy on Smash Mouth, above all the moving averages, grinding high, new highs. There's nothing bearish on this chart. We have no signal or sign of a trend change. It's a grind higher. We just simply move it along and we wait. Let the market indicate when it's done going higher. Each individual chart will indicate when it's done going higher. We don't have to guess. We don't need a bias. We just wait and let the market dictate to us. By the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.